being a foodie also about the experience? That's what I just said. Why not? Multiple times. Hey everybody, welcome to Travel Nurse Insiders. I'm Mark Holloway, joined by Ann Hubert. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one's on yeah. you. This is, a, this is an Ann, an Ann podcast. Ann-driven? It is, because today we're going to talk about, drum roll, being a foodie on the road. Actually, you called it... Fun Foodie Adventures. And how to do it. And how to do it. God, you're so cheesy. Well, I didn't think you were going to actually read my notes. <laughs> so I will tell everybody that we haven't, I haven't looked at what you've written down because um, I'm not a really a foodie. I used to be. Please. I wish you could see my eye roll. Why? You think I'm a foodie? No. Oh. I, no. I, well, I find it hard to believe that you used to be. I, used to, I put myself through college. It, you know, first of all, bartending and then managing restaurants. Yeah, but that's yeah. not a foodie. No, but I loved the business. I thought I was actually going to become a restaurant owner. That's what I wanted to do until I realized how absolutely freaking hard those people work. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to have a, a you know a wife and some children, and you don't ever see them because you get home at 4 o'clock in the morning, so I got rid of that quickly. But I loved the restaurant business. Mm-hmm. And I do love some food, as you know. Yeah. But for some. me, <laughs> well, so I just have to apologize. We're doing an episode that I don't, <laughs> it sounds like I don't care anything about. <laughs> But I do. I mean, food is important. It's just fuel, right? And it's, oh, and so it's I'm, just I'm, fuel. I'm healthy, yes. Yeah, healthy <laughs> fuel, and it is. But foodie stuff is, is cool to me because I have been involved in some foodie stuff relatively recently, and I like it. It's, it's interesting. I just need to be very careful what I find. Here, the first thing you need to do is you need to be willing to travel more than 10 miles from your home. Yeah, I'm too busy. No, uh, you're just... So, you what, what, so let's start off. By, I'm going to interview you in this one. Okay. What the hell is a foodie? It's kind of an overused name, but it's somebody that sort of it likes to experiment with food and try different kinds of foods, different restaurants, you know, different experiences. But they're like really into it, right? Food. Like food, like is yeah. um, is like uh, like music to me. Yeah. It, like it's you think about it a lot, and you're you just you really want to. You're like into food. <laughs> well, it, but it's not so much into food as it is into the experience that comes with the food as gotcha. well. So, so it's it's uh it's trying new things, it's mm-hmm. excitement of that. It's 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 uh it's believe it or not kind of an intimate thing. I mean, it's you know, it's an adventure typically if you go by yourself, you're going to meet people that are very like-minded right. anyway. If you go with someone else, it's um you know, you're you're trying something that you haven't done before usually. Right. Okay. Food you haven't done, you know, tried before or maybe you have, but Maybe so it's the same chef. The ignorant question for me is, is being a foodie also about the experience? That's what I just said. Well, I know. Multiple it, times. But <laughs> <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is, so it's, it's not so much finding, you know, some great barbecue or some amazing sushi. It's the experience of the presentation mm-hmm. of, uh, of, yeah. of something unique that mm-hmm. you haven't been presented in that way before. Yeah, it's everything from the sights and feels of a, the restaurant or even the space you're in. Maybe it's not, a, maybe it's like an outdoor setting, a, tar- a farm to table place or something. Okay. So we got a problem from right, right at the get go. Okay. The problem is that I'm looking at your notes and there's a freaking smiley face <laughs> on, my, on my note page, which is already pissing me off because I don't do smiley faces. <laughs> All right, so um, let's just follow your outline here because okay. you've got foodie fun on the road. Yep. Um, kind of walk me through it. So you want to explore, so we're, we're talking about being a traveler. Yep. And 
being a foodie or maybe becoming a foodie because let's you know this this could be an idea for some people out there that do travel alone or or with a partner mm-hmm. and it's like gosh we just go home and we do our work and we yeah. we sure we do the sightseeing things that there are in that town and we explore the town or we just sit around and do nothing right this could be a new a new thing to explore very much so yeah okay. so i kind of was breaking it down into two different section so you know there's fun food opportunities while driving to your assignment all right what do you mean by that i mean so you're every one of you sit down and plan your you know i'm going from minnesota to santa fe new mexico where am i going to stay you know Mm -hmm. what route am i taking right um and you know when am i planning to stop for lunch when am i planning to spend the night when you know and you plan all that out right for the most part i've Um, done that we've taken family trips and i've driven through Las Vegas, New Mexico. Right. And we made it a point to stop at a place that I'd been to before with a couple of buddies of mine from college back in the day. And right. of course, it never quite lives up to the expectation that it used to be like when right. we were in college back in the day. Yeah. But but, it, but it's similar. It's, it's like, you know, well, so when I go on vacation, I believe it or not, and I have this on the list for later too, but, you know, like shows like Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Right. Well, well I love that stuff. Because they're, you know. I can't you know, eat any of it. It makes me They're going it. into, but he's going into small towns. See what happened to him? See how big he got for Diners, <laughs> Drive-Ins, and Dives? Most chefs are, except for like Holy Bobby Flay. Yeah. <laughs> but he works out hard. But, right. um, yeah, I mean, you know, you can go to his website and you can find all of the places that he's ever been. And you Done know, that. You, I know. Yeah, me too. And you can see if there are any on your way. We actually did that down in Phoenix. We tried to find a diner, drive-ins, and dives place, and ended up being the guy that can eat the huge amount of food. Mm-hmm. It was the wrong information. Yeah, I have that. And That's so the we, we went to a, a Mexican place yeah. and down there, and it was the biggest burrito. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is supposed to be Guy Fieri stuff. And it turned out <laughs> that were, I was. I'm like, I don't. Yeah, you no, went to the wrong they, no, no, I didn't oh. go to my website. They had it incorrect. <laughs> oh. They had it was it was all those kinds of shows combined into a, a into an app. Right. And they say, yeah, we get that all the time. It's supposed to be this, but it's really we're the biggest burrito in all of you know, Phoenix or something like that. Well, even my, my daughter, when we went to Phoenix for Christmas, um, she went with an agenda of all these restaurants that she had found on Instagram that you know were popular on Instagram. And we had a whole day of we're going to the Cupcake ATM, we're going to this Mexican restaurant, we're going to that, you know, and they were all in Old Town, Scottsdale, so. Interesting. Yeah, anyway. All right. So yeah, just, you know, fun ways to kind of along your journey. I like stop. it, I like you know? it. So besides looking at things like that, do you just like do some research, you're mm-hmm. like looking at each town, yeah. major or small that you're driving through. Yeah, go to like their tourist site. figuring out when you're gonna be going through, mm-hmm. if it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner time, and, mm-hmm. and kind of timing your drive. Yeah. I think that's kind of cool because I like your idea because it's not just about where you are and where you're actually going. There's a ton of opportunity in between on the way. Yeah, so right. you're so you're you're getting a you're getting a real taste of America. Exactly. Right? Yeah, that's, that's exactly what you're doing, and you know, and you can like I'm I'm probably going to repeat myself several times, but you know, you can call tourists the tourists. Um, council in mm-hmm. your in whatever towns you're kind of going through. You could ask locals. You can ask the sweet man that. You bought gas from in the small town. What's right. the best diner in town? You know, I mean, so cool. yeah, that's part of that. But once you get to an assignment, what I say really is, um, there's a bunch of different things you can do. Obviously, you can start with your restaurant, the restaurant association in the town or the state that you're in. And I didn't know there was such a thing as a restaurant yeah. association. Well, yeah, think about it. I mean, you're keeping track of you know various restaurants. Li- um, uh, licenses and, and you know that kind of stuff. Like Restaurant health, association. Even like the health inspectors, so sure. like they have to go in there. Yeah. So there's got to be a record of that. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so you research that and you get a list. Yeah, well, and those are great places for, especially for finding like pop-ups. Yeah, let's talk about pop-ups because this is, I, I, I've experienced a pop-up and it's cool. What was your experience? Well, so I was down in a small town outside of Orlando, Florida, mm-hmm. and um, a friend of mine took me to a sushi place. I love sushi. That's one of the things I really, I really do enjoy. Yeah. This was a, um, a white guy who got accolades from Japanese... As opposed to being a Japanese yes, chef? Okay. Yes. <laughs> and, but, it was, but even he said, he said they, they were blown away at his, at his sushi skill. Right. skills. And he was looking to start a restaurant, but he didn't have the funding yet. Mm-hmm. The guy was amazing. So we went into a, a real high-end furniture gallery mm-hmm. during the day, but it was closed. Yep. There happened to be kind of a semi-kitchen, almost like a half-kitchen in there, but he had everything all prepped. Mm-hmm. But it was really cool. They had they serviced a, you know, a bottle of wine. We sat basically at the chef's table, which is what it turned out to be. Mm-hmm. There was maybe eight of us. Mm-hmm. And um, just first-hand total information. First, we went down by the fire. There's a fireplace they had on, and we sat down, and we were instructed as to what you know the, the, the dinner was going to be. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool mm-hmm. because this particular sushi was aged sushi they had they had prepped it and aged it in salts and different kinds of things that keep the the fish fresh so it's so, also educational right so it was yep. a, he had a new one and he had an aged one we happened to be on the aged one and it was it was really cool my mm-hmm. wife and i were down there and um watching him prep and do this stuff and it was like i said it was in a furniture gallery mm-hmm. but it was super intimate really cool yeah um it wasn't cheap but it was, no. <laughs> but, it was but it was amazing and uh and did you try stuff that you had never tried before? Now, you know me with sushi. I eat about anything. I literally, <laughs> right, you do. I yeah. literally, literally will. Especially right. if, um, you know, someone who you know owns a restaurant Japanese, they tell me to eat this. I could yeah. be the gullible tourist and the, whatever, I'll do it. Yeah. I've eaten fish heads. I've eaten pretty much anything. I, I would definitely say that's the one place where you are a true foodie. Yeah, because yeah. I love that. I mean, because it's, mm-hmm. it's all healthy. I mean, for the most part, they're not soaking that in butter or anything else no. like that. It's, it's um, I mean, there are some fatty different things, but it's... Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a sushi kind of snob guy. And I'm yeah. Like, so this is right my alley. I loved it. And it was a great experience. And so I even asked my friend, I said, you know, how do you find stuff like this? Because mm-hmm. it was his town. But um, there are places to find these pop-ups. And I, th- I would highly urge that. Yeah. I don't care what your cuisine is. If you can find a pop-up, you know, you got, I, I know that there's sites that you can find, go to these things, and they actually rate them. So there's, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure like any other restaurant, there's good and bad pop-ups. Sure. But um, you know, this was this was two servings only on Friday and Saturday night only, yep. and it was by reservation. You had to do like four weeks in advance. Right. Yeah. But it was cool. They are cool. It was a really neat treat. Well, some of the fun ones I've done are um, we did one that was a farm to table in a winery. Oh, that sounds cool. In the middle of summer, you right. know, and so it's just this long table outside in the winery, and you have. You taste, so it's a wine tasting and cheese. And but everything, all the food was fresh yeah, right from there. Right, yeah, was it sourced both, locally. Both, and both meat and vegetable mm-hmm. from the farm. Yeah. Yep, it was so fun. You watch the sun go down and same kind of thing, kind of educating mm-hmm. you what you were yep. what you were doing, how it was, how it was cooked, how it was made. Yeah. That's just really cool to me. Yeah. I mean, again, yeah, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm into that aspect of it. Sure. I hope people out there are too, because I mean, this is kind of cool stuff. So you can Very find cool. these. Yep. Now they're gonna have trouble if you're probably in a smaller town. I would imagine there's more options in the larger the city you are. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't I would mean still you, try. Yeah, there's always so somebody wanting to start something and get their skills out right. there. That's what this. That's what this chef was. He yeah. was. He was unbelievable. Like I said he got accolades from, you know, 
guys yeah. from Japan that have been sous chefs, sushi chefs, yeah. which is not sous chef, very different no. thing, yeah. for, for decades. And he was blown away, and they were so amazed because right. it just isn't common. No. One of um, the best ones I went to was in Palisades, Colorado, and that's not a big town Yeah. at all. Interesting. So, all right, yeah. so pop-ups, and you find them how? One great place is a restaurant association. And then, you know, as you start delving into it and you start talking to people, you'll start finding out about it. It's kind of like those, you know, those nightclubs you hear about if you were actually young enough to go to a Raves. Club. Yeah, well, just the place. <laughs> where, I mean, I'm thinking nightclubs my age that didn't have raves back then. No, they didn't. They were still, they were still uh, you know, ballroom dancing. No, there were parties <laughs> but, in our backyard. <laughs> but it was, there were like these hidden things you could go yeah. to in a big city. We'd go to Detroit or Chicago and go, oh, you find one of these. And it was like game on, right? right. So same kind of thing with this yeah. is that you have to you have to know what you're doing and I do think that for travelers out there they'll get more experienced at this mm -hmm. as they kind of learn and there are there are groups on Facebook yep, that's where we were headed oh sorry yep. yes. yeah that's why no, that's okay there are ways that you can start to cheat on some of this stuff and get connected with people and say hey I'm yep. going to this particular town well, anybody so, know anything and you can put those feelers out before you travel to your assignment right well and so that's one thing that I definitely would do if you're if you know you're going to an assignment and you, um, you know, throw it out there on some of those sites that says, I'm going here, I'm really interested in trying out some of the, you know, great food and restaurants that are in that area. Has anybody been there? Give me some recommendations. Gotcha. Also, once you get to a particular place, like my little town that I live in, we have a Facebook page dedicated to restaurants and bars in our town. And so you join that and, and you know, you can find get all kinds of recommendations right. in that kind of place. You just got to hit your next two little points. Mm -hmm. Tourism boards are great. People don't think about this, but you, who are the people you're, that live in that town that you're taking care of all day long? Right. If you're if you're if you're in a specialty that allows you to communicate yeah. freely with your patients or their mm -hmm. family, right? And um, the subject comes around. Yep. I mean, I, I think that all people talk about what they like, and sure. you know, they're going to say, "Oh, I, uh, you know. yeah." But if you're if if that, it's a that's a really good point. Yeah. Coworkers, um, coworkers patients. I'm thinking. Yeah. People at the hospital. Sure. You know, find someone that has that similar interest. In yeah. Them. Now you also got a food foodie buddy, right? Exactly. I would definitely say don't Google or Yelp. Yeah, we we uh, we were we were taught this from a, a younger social network guru. Yeah, and who we love a lot. And we didn't really understand. I didn't understand how <laughs> Yelp really holds restaurant, or I should say, small business owners. They really hold them hostage. Well, yeah, we learned that. We were in a town that is known for a lot of restaurants, and uh, I'm you know here I am pulling out my Yelp. Let's go find a place to go eat, and I got <laughs> yelled at by a twenty three year old saying, <laughs> "Don't do that," because they they have. Um, sponsored, yeah. So you can have a really crappy restaurant that's rates high because they're sponsored. And they actually have fake reviews. I found that out when I was in San yeah. Diego. There's a great um, YouTube video on it. Yeah. So I agree. You know, I agree with that. Stay away from those if you can. I mean, if yeah. you're in a pinch and you have to, you know, yeah. Yelp, you can. But understand that those aren't always real. Right. And it's like anything else. So we talk about with companies, hospitals. You're also going to get the worst reviews when something yeah. goes wrong and you may not get, you may miss out on an opportunity because it doesn't yeah. have a good score and, and right. someone will tell you, oh, that's crazy. I've gone, been there going there forever and it's a great restaurant. Right. So I agree with you. Yelp, I don't mean to beat up an app or whatever and hopefully I can't get any legal trouble for this, but I, I would stay <laughs> away from that too because I think yeah. it's, it's false information. Yep. So I kind of mentioned this, but you know, ex when you're exploring your surroundings and you're in a kind of, you know, you get the vibe of, per of a particular neighborhood. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's some up and coming that I could say in Denver. Most of you wouldn't know where it was, but you know that it's up and coming. There's 
edgy places in there, you know, if you find a place like that, sort of dedicate, say, I'm going to try every restaurant in this particular area. Right. And don't just do dinner. Don't just do lunch. Don't just do I breakfast. I think that's a really good do point. Do happy hours. Every town, big or small, and I think of places, you know, small towns in Florida I lived in after mm-hmm. I graduated down there. And I think, you know, I first moved to Colorado Springs out here, which is a small town to me. Denver seems like a big town, but it really isn't. No. But every town has its area. Yep. And it's not so much... I mean, there's always a feel and a vibe, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. And, and our town in Denver is a good example. Like, every town has that. Yep. But when there's a vibe you like, and yep. what, you know, whatever that is, whether it's outdoor cafes, if there right. was such a thing, or small, you know, I think of Pensacola, Florida, where they had this thing called Seville Quarter, which is, you know, a bunch of nightclubs. But there were some really cool restaurants around that you would just drive right by because they were right. in the old Victorian houses if you didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. And really neat areas, yep. really neat things. So you can miss out on stuff. Yes. If you don't, if you don't pay attention to it, I agree. So, so you're saying is that find an area. If you if you hit it, if you score, then you might kind of continue to yeah hit some of those places. Right. Right. Yep. And and, 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 and I will tell you this: being in the restaurant business, like I was all through college, I really did. I mean, I worked I, I worked I, I, a long time. I really thought that was going to be my thing. I mean, I was managing restaurants and thinking I better graduate because the guys offered me more money than half my friends were graduating from <laughs> restaurants. I, mean, I went up to Columbus, Georgia, where the Army Ranger School was, and ran a restaurant one summer. And I almost didn't come back to Florida State, and I was like, "God, my dad would have killed me." And I finished up, but um, what I was going to say is that it's, um, it, you know, you you can have, um, you can really learn a lot about different different areas yep. of 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 a, of a place, and to just fully explore them all mm-hmm. is, I think, uh, fun. Well, yeah, and that's really part of it, right? And, yeah, and back to pop-ups, local culinary schools, that's a great place to call. Um, they're going to know of up-and-coming people that you know are looking to expose their skills and, and that kind of stuff. That's a great opportunity. And then things like festivals. So like in Denver, you know, we do the Cherry Blossom Festival every year where you know that there's a lot of we Japanese. We do. Yeah, just not in your little area. Um, but, you know, you're going to get mostly Asian booths and markets, you know, people out for that kind of stuff. And you can go explore stuff there and find out good restaurants from those kinds of locations. Right. International markets are great you know go to a Asian market or a Russian market and I guarantee you they're gonna give you good recommendations for some you know where's some good Czech food where's some good Polish food where's some good you know those kinds of locations because I guarantee you those restaurants are buying from those international markets that's true that's true. <laughs> no, I mean, that makes sense that uh-huh. makes sense um, I, I like all that so and, and you, you put farmers markets down here which yeah. is interesting because here in Denver, I know, for, for example, you mentioned Asian. I've got some big, you know, very good Asian friends, and there's an area of town where, where they do a lot of their stuff, and it's, yep. it's like a lot of towns. Yep. There's also Hispanic friends of mine yep. that there's a part of Denver that, that, is, yep. that has. So if you're going to an outdoor farmer's market, mm-hmm. there's also kinds of foods. So if you like a certain type of cuisine, mm-hmm. I mean, unfortunately, there's not a lot of Italian farmer's markets. I wish there were. Cause I, <laughs> no, Italian. but I can tell you right now where the Italian Best no, Italian restaurants are in Denver. Well, yeah, but yeah. I can also tell you where there's some great delis that have right, a lot exactly. of stuff that comes over from Italy, yeah, right? And exactly. so that sort of thing. So that's, that's yep. kind of a foodie thing, even though it's not a restaurant. Just the but area. Yeah, there are some really old delis in Denver that yep. have just unbelievable unique stuff that comes right over from Europe. And it's yeah. amazing, right? Mm-hmm. So. And then just to back up, you know, the diners, drive-ins, and dives, like Michael Simon has that barbecue show that where he goes and finds great barbecue. You can get on his website. Andrew Zimmern. Andrew Zimmern is another one. He's the one who does the weird food, like here yeah, yeah. eat bugs. Oh, yeah, know? no, it's... it's, uh, it's uh, <laughs> He's a, he's a, he's a big, as your, as your phone goes blasting off, 
Jeez. <laughs> you should see the look he just gave I you know, guys. I know, because oh, what's the first thing I say? Turn off your phone. Um, yeah, because, I mean, I agree with you. Yeah, he's the he's the guy that will eat the mm-hmm. live spiders and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Anthony Bourdain, who I tragically sorely miss. He's another great one. Even, the, you know, the travel news or tra- travel channel's great. Yep. Um, but the last thing that I would really like to talk about is what's called prefix dining, which is so fun. If yeah. you're really adventurous, basically what it is, is it's great for a restaurant because they can serve one thing then they, and you can get a schedule out for a week or you can just show up and not even what know. It? So it's when you show up and you don't know what's going to be on the menu. It's typically a four course meal. How do you find those places? You, you, uh, I... How do I? Usually on Facebook is how I found out about them. Okay. Um, there's so, one particular so travel nurse. These are normal restaurants, mm-hmm. but every once in a while they'll have a special thing that's a, it's a night for the whole restaurant, or is mm-hmm. it like a back kitchen no, chef's table it, kind of thing? Well, or? they do both. They, okay. I've seen them do both. It is kind of a new thing that a lot of restaurants are kind of going to because it's a way that they can showcase. And they're going to showcase, and they can um, really monitor their costs a lot easier. So they're buying for just you know that one menu, right? And it's fresher and and it's more adventurous for the chef. And so you go in and you don't know what you're going to eat that night, and it's usually clever and creative, and so it forces you really out of your box. And, um, you know, you end up going, oh, my God, I've never had, you know. I love the concept. This I, I bizarre did. thing. No, but when, it was really you, good. You think the restaurant, I mean, sure, they might be looking at food costs and, you know, getting, you know, going through something before, you know, mm-hmm. while they can. Mm-hmm. But I also would think that if you're a smart restaurant owner, you would be, like I said, showcasing something that, you know. I mean, here's a good example. One of the restaurants I worked in in Tallahassee, Florida, the owner loved, like, a sour cream chicken. Right. Now, Yum. yeah, it's good, but yeah. you could do that anywhere, right? Sure. But he, he, it was a low food cost, right? But it was, it was unbelievable. He sure. was, he had German descent and he had yeah. this, and it was, but it was, it was almost like a, oh, what do you want to try? Like a stroganoff, but with chicken. Yum. And it was really good, but yeah. nobody took it because you go out to restaurants and if you're going out to a restaurant, you know, yeah. it's not a lot of people order chicken. Right. Like, I mean, I mean it's just as well as things. I'm sure <laughs> people out there listening to say, I always order the half chicken. <laughs> right. But that's always on a lot of menus. And I, I personally never order that because yeah. I could do a half chicken at home. I could make sure. a stroganoff at home. Sure. But when people would actually have the guts to try this, they were like, oh my gosh, it was so rich that it, that it came out. And, and I remember we finally came up with the idea because I was managing that restaurant time. Let's put it in a special kind of a crock right serve it up special so it was you know kind a little of more fancy unique. yeah and then he actually started to do some things where he would it, it, it melt some cheese on top right. it made it better but people still wouldn't order it and it was right. a low food cost and it was one of the best things i've yep. ever had yeah but nobody would do it so i think it's a good way to showcase it that is, sort of absolutely. thing food trucks are the other thing you, you food trucks you can always find a food truck festival you can always find you know where food trucks are going to be like I mentioned on our town, a, that Facebook is a big page thing talk about food trucks. You know, I'm just old school and that stuff scares me right walking up to Really? Yeah, kind of. I love food trucks. It's a big deal now. My I mean, daughter had them at her wedding instead of uh, at her receptionist. We had cool. two food food trucks. It was yeah. really fun. Well, I know there's a lot of there's a lot of breweries here in town in Denver that they don't have menus, but the food trucks will they'll have a different food truck that they've actually sequestered for the night that right. will come out. Yeah. Um, and be out there because I, I drive by some sometimes on the way home and I'm like, oh, there's a food You should stop. Truck. I should stop. <laughs> I'd have to drink beer and eat bad food. Oh, God. <laughs> Can't you just do it once a month? Uh, uh, no. no. It comes once a week and next thing you know, I'm a 
it's all over. Well, this anyway, was interesting. So, I mean, I, again, I, I think that it's a great idea to, I just, I just encourage people to, to do, to get out of their shell a little bit. Yep. You know, I, I understand sometimes it's hard. I can understand, you know, by yourself, maybe you're just, maybe you're not that, you know, you're shy, you're quiet, maybe you're tired. Right. You know, you just had a really exhausting shift or, you know, you got one coming up tomorrow and you're just like, ah, oh, dreading it because maybe the, maybe the time is not so great. Mm-hmm. But I would encourage you guys, I mean, use this podcast to say, you know what, I'm going to challenge myself to go out and, 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 and do something. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like the whole thing, say yes every once yeah, in a while. exactly. And it's amazing how your life changes. Say yes to something like this. Yep. You know, go out and give it a shot. You, Hey, what's the worst thing that can happen? You might find something, you know, that you really like. You might try have. some sour cream chicken you that knocks you out of your right. pants. And you might meet a new friend that likes <laughs> sour cream chicken with you, right? And it's, and it's, you know, it's all over. Next thing you know, you got a, you got a buddy in that town. Um, yeah. That's part of being a travel nurse. I it's, think it's, so, yeah. It's experiencing more, and I think... Hopefully, for those of you that have kind of gotten away from this or lost yep. your way, look, get back into it. Go yep. say yes to more. You know, get to, become a foodie. Yep. And let us know what you find and yeah. share it and join these groups and, and yep. start to invite some of your travel nursing friends that are, you know, that you have so many associations with so many groups. Yep. Create one of these groups for travel nurses. Somebody, yeah. go, somebody go out and get that idea. That's a great idea. It is a great idea. Dang. So, there, I just gave someone an idea. Now I want to do it. <laughs> All right, create the group for these guys. <laughs> Foodie travel nurses. I'm sure someone had to collaborate with something. But this would be a great thing we to do. We could just add it to our, pay, our group. Travel nurse insiders, right? <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, don't forget to, to uh, join our, our page. Well, tune in here to, to our, our podcast. Go on to Facebook, Travel Nurse Insiders. Uh, join, that, join that group. Uh, Instagram. Um, Twitter. Twitter, we are at Nurse Insider, Insider's Nurse. Something, something weird. Something, we yeah, can never great. get that right. But if you type in Travel Nurse Insider, it, it would up. pop up. I do want to thank everybody for the increased um, podcast uh, listens, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm not a big person who likes to stare at this stuff, but it's what I do see is that every week, you know, you, you, we do these thinking people are going to listen to it right now, but what we're not thinking about is that people will be listening to this six months, a couple of years from now. Yeah. So it's amazing how these things just kind of have a life of their own. Right. And remember, the whole idea is that we're trying to get through everything so that if you listen to all these podcasts and continue to subscribe to them, I, my, it's, it's my hope that you get more out of travel nursing, you have more to bring to travel nursing, you understand more, and you are, you know, you're just a better You're traveler. a wizard at it. Well, hopefully, because there's a lot to learn out there. Yeah, there Thank is. Thank you guys for this. Hopefully this was helpful. This was kind of a fun one. This was we'll, a fun uh, one. We'll talk to you guys soon. Go have fun eating food, y'all. <laughs>